We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. Today, we're talking about a pretty popular piece of writing advice, but kind of the flip side of it. So you've probably heard the writing advice given to write what you know. And Kate and I definitely have some stuff to say about this topic because we firmly believe that you shouldn't necessarily write only what you know, but that you can write what you know emotionally and you can learn pretty much anything and you can research enough to be able to write from a sense of experience without necessarily experiencing the exact things that your characters are going through. But you can still write from the perspective of being aware and having done research and becoming more aware of what your characters are going through and writing about it from the perspective that your readers will really find immersive and enjoyable. And so that they'll never be kind of pulled out of the story thinking about how something is inaccurate or hard to believe, right? We want our readers to be fully immersed in the story and we want them to not even think about the details. We want it to feel real. Um, So regardless of what you're writing, if you're writing a contemporary, or if you're writing a historical fiction, maybe, or even fantasy, you can write what you don't know and write it really well. And so Kate and I want to tackle this topic today, talk about how to write what you don't know and how to research really in an efficient way so that you are writing from the perspective of your characters and giving your reader the best, most immersive experience and just kind of sharing a bit about our research process and what that looks like. So we're going to dive into all of that today, but before we get started, we have to thank our sponsors, who are you guys. You're the ones who support this podcast and help us keep it alive, so thank you so much for doing that. And if you get value out of this podcast, definitely go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep it alive and free of interruptions. So let's get into it. I think this is something a lot of writers feel intimidated by. Mm-hmm when they have a book idea for something that they don't know a lot about. Yeah. And they want to write it. But they feel like unqualified. Right. They feel unqualified. They're passionate about it. They're thinking this would be a really, really cool story that I could get into. Maybe you like the genre. Maybe you're passionate about that genre. For example, historical fiction. Maybe you love watching and reading historical fiction. And you want to write one, but you feel like, hey, I'm not going to be able to do it justice. I'm not going to be able to write it accurately enough. And I'm wicked intimidated by this idea of researching the heck out of something and being able to write it accurately. Because like Abby said, that is part of what makes someone feel immersed in a story is when it's fully historically accurate and... Um, I know that I've seen reviews on books and movies where it kind of differs from historical accuracy and period accuracy. And people are like, oh, I mean, it's okay, but I just can't really take this seriously. Right. 
And so you don't want that to be your book. You don't want to be reading that review years from now on your own books page, right? Or on your own films page if this is a screenplay or something. So how can we go about writing a book that's about something we don't know a lot about? Maybe we don't know anything about it. Do we have to like just not touch that and be like, hey, I don't know enough about it, so I'll never be able to write that. I'll only be able to write what I know about firsthand. And the answer is no. Definitely not. Because then you're you're leaving that task up to only the people who have necessarily experienced those things. And maybe they're not writers. Maybe they don't have this burning desire to create this really incredible, inspired story about that thing. And so maybe you had the idea because you are meant to write it. Exactly. And think about how many writers out there have written amazing and important fiction about things that and events and um, qualities that maybe the people who experienced that, um, maybe it was a long time ago, maybe you're writing about a, hist- a historical event and now you're going to breathe new life into it that uh, maybe no one else would. So like Abby just said, you might have this idea for a reason. Now, today, more than ever before, there are more resources at your fingertips than ever. (laughs) There are so many resources for so many things. You have YouTube channels, you have films, you have articles, you have websites, you have forums are a wonderful place to start too. And you have access to people who are giving their own story, people who have experienced it, or even if it's a past event, you can read books and accounts from people who have experienced those events that you're tackling. Yeah, it's really about finding experts. Exactly, you know, yes. and, and like you said, today more than ever, you have access to experts, whether they are experts experientially or whether they have, you know, a like uh, they're specialists in whatever field you're trying to learn about, you know, um, there are so many people that you can find through the internet and through blogs and YouTube channels and forums, like you were saying, who are experts. And I think it's important also to remember that everyone, (laughs) nobody was born being an expert at anything. You can learn anything. And um, I think that really takes away the intimidation factor is like you don't have to necessarily you know devote your life to (laughs) learning this thing but you can learn anything that you set your mind to and if somebody else could learn it then you can too so you can you're absolutely capable of learning it and it's really just a matter of like finding the experts yes you know definitely Um, A lot of times when I get questions from writers about research, like, what do you research ahead of time? How much should you research ahead of time, regardless of whatever you're writing? Um, I always have, my advice is always twofold. First, do research the big stuff, as I like to call it, for your first draft. And by that, I mean things that will have a direct impact on the on the plot and on the characters, and they will be difficult to fix later if you get them inaccurate in the first draft. So for example, let's say you're writing a historical fiction about World War One. You probably wanna know the details of like, say you're writing about the Battle of the Somme. You probably wanna know where did that take place, how long did it take place, and what was it like generally. You wanna know like the big stuff first, the overarching stuff before you dive into writing the first draft. And 
second part of this advice is the little stuff is stuff that you can research later. So sometimes this stuff can slow you down and overwhelm you. (laughs) At least that's what I've found because like one thing leads to another, right? And you're like, oh, well, what about this? What about this? And then you start going down this bunny trail of research. And before you know it, you're looking at these really specific details of things and kind of overwhelming yourself because you think, you know, what if I don't get all of this accurate? And now I'm really worried that it won't come across as authentic. But I think it's really important to stop yourself and ask yourself, if I'm wrong about this detail, will it affect the plot? Will it affect the characters? Will it affect their transformative journeys? Or is it something that'll be pretty easy to fix later? And if that's the case, then save it for later and save the research for later. And, and another example of that would be, say, go back to the World War I story. Maybe you're researching what kind of rations would soldiers have to eat in the trenches of World War I. Will that affect the plot? Probably not. Maybe that's something that can be saved for later. So those are like the little details that I usually save for later. And a lot of times I'll write notes to myself to research this later, but I know that it's not going to be that difficult to fix. So do research the big stuff before you write the first draft and then the little details can be researched later. Right. Nuances. Right while right. the passion is there and just what are the what's the structure, the main building blocks. Get those right and you can build off of that later as you go through the editing process because that is a huge part of the research process too. A lot of the research, I know you talk about how sometimes in your own writing and I've done similar things, you'll like insert like, you know, research this thing. Yeah. You know, All I know you were writing um, a, an unpublished work that you have, which involved an aspect with like motocross and um, dirt bikes. And so there's a mechanical thing that a lot, not a lot of people know about necessarily. Maybe you're writing from the perspective of someone who knows how to fix cars. Maybe you're writing from the perspective of someone who knows how to fly an airplane. And so that's maybe you don't do those things quite often, right? Um but you want those things to feel realistic, you can always write those scenes, but insert um, kind of placeholders, right? Yes, for sure. And And come back. Yeah, yeah. And get really specific about what you actually need to research. Like this was something that when I was writing that that book you just mentioned, the motocross book, um, I was like really diving deep into researching and I didn't, I don't think I did it in an efficient way because I was just like kind of dove into the topic in a very broad perspective. And I I didn't get super focused on all the very specific details that I needed to know. And so because of that, my research was a bit more scattered and overwhelming feeling. Um, and looking at it now, I'm thinking about how I would have done it. Now I do it completely differently right. as far as like, really identifying what are those specific details I actually need to know and then getting specific about finding the answers to those things. I think that's also how we eliminate that feeling of being overwhelmed too. Yeah. Because it's one thing to sit down and think to yourself, I know nothing about motocross, so I need to learn everything there is to know about motocross in order to write this book. So now we have to buy a course. We have to watch a bunch of YouTube videos. We have, we to, have to go get a dirt bike. We have to get a dirt bike. <laughs> we have to go to a dirt bike race. We have to go or motocross race, whatever. We have to do all these things. And now we're totally overwhelmed. And we're thinking, should we even write this book? How about we just write a book about like our own day-to-day life? Because at least <laughs> right. I won't 
be stress sweating the entire time. Now, if you narrowed it down, like Abby was saying, okay, this character is fixing this one part of the mo- the motor bike, the dirt bike. Right. What is that one part? How is it broken? And yes. how does it get fixed? And exactly. a lot of times you can type in on YouTube. I remember doing this for um, uh, an unpublished work that uh, it's actually still a work in progress. There's a scene where the main character helps another character fix, jumpstart their car, which I didn't know how to do. So I looked up a YouTube video of how to jumpstart a car. And, uh, and it was that specific model of the car that it was. So I knew exactly that it would be those same parts of the car. It wouldn't be different. And I, I learned how to do it. And I was able to actually listen to what the guy was saying, pause it, and write it, and then play, and then write more. And it was totally accurate because I was watching someone do it right there on YouTube right. for as an informational how-to YouTube video. YouTube is like the saving yes. of research, honestly. So, yeah, so you can be really specific, like you were saying. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I need to learn everything about mechanics now. Well, no, not really. You just need to figure out what is the one part we're focusing in on here. I mean, think about films when you're watching films that are um, taking place in, uh, let's say it's something to do with airplanes or cars or spaceships. The majority of the plot isn't showing you every technical detail of the way the mechanical thing works. It's only like very small glimpses. So we don't have to see every single detail of this subject we only need to see glimpses here and there and if we can make those feel authentic that's what's going to make the whole thing feel authentic yeah and it's much less daunting to research a few things and get really specific than to need to become an expert in a short period of time to write a book about it right so true and that kind of leads leads into our next point which is to find reliable and accurate sources of information when you do your research so we're not talking about hollywood depictions of things necessarily sometimes they are depicted accurately but more often than not a lot of things are dramatized in movies and sometimes really unrealistic and i know that a lot of a lot of viewers don't appreciate that you know we appreciate as readers as viewers, we appreciate accuracy in uh, real-world scenarios and historical details. So I would recommend going to the source, going to people who have actually lived through these experiences or who continue to live through them, depending on what you're writing. Um, if it's a historical event that has long since passed, then you can usually find like autobiographies by people who have actually lived through those events, who write about them as they actually were. Um, And for things that are more present day experiences, like we said at the beginning, I recommend looking for blogs and YouTube channels created by people who are living similar experiences as your characters. Um, And don't be afraid to reach out to these people and ask them questions. Mm -hmm. A lot of times experts love to share their knowledge. They love to share what they know. And they also a lot of times love to see accurate depictions in fiction of what they have experienced and gone through. Right. Um, that's, Especially when it's someone that you're right. It's, if it's a unique journey for them in their personal life, they are usually very open to sharing. And that's been my experience anyway with reaching out to people. Don't be afraid to reach out and just say, hey, I'm a writer. I'm writing about this and I'm passionate about making sure it's as accurate as possible. Would you help me? Would you be willing to share some of your story and knowledge with me? And more often than not, people are super happy to do that and um, I have an unpublished work that 
I did exactly that with. It was a story that had to do with a veteran and uh, a, a veteran who was in the war in Afghanistan. And I knew nothing about that. And I reached out on a forum to several, it was a forum for veterans talking about their stories. And I asked, hey, is anyone interested who has had experience actually being in this location? Would you be willing to like talk and let me learn from your unique experiences so I can write this accurately. And I had so many people, so many veterans reach out to me willing to share their own unique journey and stories. And eventually I actually had one of them beta read it once I had finished it. So it's really incredible things that you're like, I don't know anything about that. That's totally out of my range of thought here. I'm not qualified to write this, but I still would like to have a character who represents that or um, bring that into this story that I want to write. You can do that. And there's so many people who are willing to share their experience with you. Yeah. And, and a lot of people want to see their experience reflected accurately and respectfully in fiction. You yeah, know? exactly. It's 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 really amazing to be able to be in that position to give something like that to the world you know um and so especially when you can get them to read it too because that's that's invaluable feedback ask hey would you be a beta reader and they'll tell you like hey this aspect change this a little bit or here's some advice for how to make this feel more in keeping with what actually would happen yeah Yeah, for sure. That can be really helpful. That's definitely very helpful. Even if you don't have them read the whole book, let's say it's like only a very few specific scenes that involve these details, you could just have them read those specific scenes. Um, But yeah, definitely getting some eyeballs on your manuscript before it goes out to the world, people who understand what this is and they've understood it from an experiential uh, perspective and have lived through it, like those are going to be your most trusted um, feedback for accuracy. And you're going to be really glad that you took that step before you published because the last thing you want is to publish and then you get, you know, bad reviews of people saying that, oh, this was so inaccurate, this was so unrealistic, and you'll wish that you had taken the extra time to make sure that it was accurate and that it was representing, you know, an accurate depiction of what you were trying to write about. Right. And let's be honest. I mean, that's often what can set it apart from being just another piece of fiction written about this topic, another attempt to sort of embody and convey this message or can be a masterpiece that people who have been there and lived through that will say, wow, this, I feel represented here. And I am amazed at how well this is written. Right. You have an opportunity to set it apart from the other works of fiction by taking the little bit of extra time now and digging into all the resources that are available to you. I mean, hey, like 40 years ago, 30 years ago, you would have had to go to a library and maybe write to some people and ask them like, can I get an in-person interview with you? And you'd only have one shot to get it right. Now you have, you have search engines and YouTube and And some stuff is just so the world at your fingertips. Yeah. You know, that it's hard to find. And, and the internet is so great for that. I mean, like, 
I, I did a lot of this same research stuff we're talking about for 100 Days of Sunlight before I wrote that. And obviously the experiences that my characters went through in that book were very specific. And so I wanted to make sure that I was accurately and respectfully representing their experiences. And the internet was my best friend for that because I was able to find blogs and YouTubers and resources and forums and reach out to people and ask questions and really get a incredible assortment of answers and stories and experiences that I kind of wove together to create a unique story. But it was all drawn from inspiration of real stories, real people, and real experiences that I wanted to reflect in my character's journey so that, like you said, you know, somebody could pick up the book and read it and feel seen and feel represented. Yeah. Mm. That's so you know? true. And that to me is like one of the most powerful things about being a writer is to be able to really give something that is almost like a mirror for a lot of people that they can see themselves in it, mm -hmm. even if they haven't gone through the specific experiences that your characters have gone through. Um, they can still relate emotionally. And that's kind of like the overarching point of this whole thing is like, yeah, you have to write what you know, but you have to write what you know emotionally. And if you know emotionally what your characters are feeling and you can research the details and learn about the specifics of what you're writing so that you can accurately tell the, the plot of the story, then you're good to go. You know, you have to have the passion for it. Yeah. If you're passionate about something that you don't know a lot about, don't let that stop you. Don't let the fact that you don't know a lot about it at this moment in time be what builds a wall between you and what could be a beautiful masterpiece of a story that touches other people's lives. Lean into the research and realize, hey, it's not as overwhelming and daunting as it seems. You don't have to become an expert in this field in order to write this book. You can work with experts that are available to you online. And I'm not, when we say work with experts, we don't mean like literally hire an expert. There are experts available for free online everywhere. It's amazing. And if you lean into that and really start looking around using some of the tips that we um, threw out today. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna write a pretty awesome book. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So hopefully you guys took lots of notes. Otherwise, to recap, you can learn anything if you if you seek for it long enough and you ask enough questions and just be open to learning in different formats, whether that's through videos, articles, forums, blogs, reaching out to people, asking questions. When it comes to research, do research the big stuff that's going to change the actual direction of your plot and your characters. Don't research all the little details that you can fix easily later in the edit stage because these little details oftentimes slow us down, overwhelm us. And remember, you don't have to become an expert and know every single detail of something in order to write a book about it. Like, you're not writing an instruction manual. <laughs> it is going to be part of a story. And the story and the characters are what matter the most. Dig deep to find reliable sources of information and don't necessarily go to all of the dramatized kind of inaccurate versions that we see in Hollywood sometimes. Recognize what's accurate, what's maybe inaccurate, and ask questions. Question everything. And 
for more present day experiences, look for blogs, look for forums, YouTube articles, so many different places online that you can reach out to people who are experts and ask them questions. And don't be afraid to also share your work with them and let them read something and give you feedback because that can be invaluable. So yeah, that's, um, that's kind of our research process in a nutshell, how we write what we don't know and really enjoy it. Really enjoy the process. Yeah, it's fun. It can be fun. It can be. You can learn a lot yourself too. Yeah. And it's also just a great, great experience, I think, as yeah, a writer because you learn all it's this new cool stuff. part of the writing experience. And then you can like tell people this new cool stuff you learn and they're like, how do you know that? And you're like, I'm just, I'm I know a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really smart. Yeah, exactly. You know, you pick up all these new skills. It's kind of fun. Yeah, you do. You pick up new skills. It's all new knowledge to add to your quiver. And that's what makes writers fun and interesting to talk to. Yeah. You never know what what cool new thing they will have been learning about. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Comment below and tell us what you thought. We love to hear your feedback. Also tell us maybe what what is the most interesting research you've ever had to do for a writing project. Um, We'd love to hear about that as well. Uh, We have some exciting content coming up soon for you guys. I have some new content that I'm really excited to release on my YouTube channel. And Kate has a new book coming out super soon. I do. September 20th. very exciting yes spare rising the last book in the follow-up series to the blood race if you haven't read my series the blood race i would love to invite you to read the first book get the first book if you've been here for a while listening to us chat about writing and all things creative author everything and you're like hey i've never read kate's writing now would be a good time now would be a good time because i am releasing the last book in the series so you can find the link to the first book below and that's really the best way to support (laughs) to support what we do here is um to check out our patreon and to get our books because we both are writers we're here writing with you guys we're creative writers writing alongside you get abby's book 100 days of sunlight get my book the blood race and, and, and you can binge read Katie's whole series, yeah. which is like the best part because I don't know about you guys, but I love it when like you discover it in like a new series or something and you kind of discover it late. Yeah. So that way you have more content to consume. Yes, I just feel the same way too. Read all of it or watch all of it. Oh, once. yeah. Yeah, it is nice. And you don't have to wait a super long time for the next next book to come out. Yeah, yes. pretty soon it will be a 100% complete, complete series for you guys. You can also get the prequel for free. So if you're like, hmm, I'd like to just try a little sample of Kate's writing, my prequel Anomaly, which is like the optional prequel you can read at any point in the series to The Blood Race, um, you can get that below too. It's called Anomaly. It was a very moving book to write. And so, yeah, that would give you a good idea of my writing. But yeah, that's the best way to support us. And what we do is to check out our books, check out our writing. Me and Abs are going to have a new co-written series coming out soon as well that you can sign up and yes. get updates. And very you don't want to miss that. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. We're both super excited. <laughs> we're, having, we're having so much fun writing it. We are. And you guys have been following along because I think you, we, yeah, we started writing it during this podcast yeah it's been a long time coming but we're yeah. really thrilled to release more information on that yeah. soon you guys but will until be the then, first to know until then definitely subscribe 
so that you don't miss updates. Um, subscribe to Kate's YouTube channel where you can find the, the video version of this podcast. If you haven't seen that already, that's on youtube.com slash Emmons. And also check out my YouTube channel, of course, youtube.com slash Emmons. And thank you again to our patrons who help us keep this show alive and free of interruptions. If you get value out of this podcast, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show. Until next time, stay stoked and rock on.